Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, bringing you the best in fucked up accents since 1994. If you're new to the show, I keep getting these little messages from people saying, oh, I just listened to my first episode. So this might be your first episode. You might have listened to all the episodes. You might have listened to a handful and you're catching up, whatever. But if it's your first episode, welcome. If you're new to my work, if you've just bought your first book or your first audio book, then yeah, the accent is a little, you know, unusual, shall I say. People have told me I sound like the Scottish Al Pacino, which, yeah, I can get that a little bit, I guess. I'd like his money. No, I wouldn't. But my accent is originally from Scotland, but it's become bastardized over the years. I've never really explained that to you guys, and I think I really should, right? Because it's been on my mind, right? Like, my accent doesn't really fit in Scotland, and it doesn't really fit here in the United States. My accent turning out the way it did turn out was just an attempt by me over many, many years, by the way. I've been in the United States for going on 30 years now. To be understood, so uh, the whole point of this is to be understood, And a big part of my life used to be public speaking. And I used to do these really pretty intense workshops that lasted for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And I kind of got fucking sick of people saying to me, what, what, what? So I changed the way that I pronounced certain words so that they would get it. And then over time, I just did that so many times now that this is just the way that I talk. So if you don't like it, You'll just have to fucking put up with it, all right? The accent's not important. What's important is the message, okay? The message is important. However, this week's episode is a fucking killer episode because I'm saying you are a victim and I'm going to prove it to you. So you're a victim and I'm going to prove it to you. Now, some of you are like, fuck, yeah, I'm a victim. I know I'm a victim, Gary. Do you ever meet my parents or the people who raised me or the school that I went to or that person who injured me or hurt me or damaged me or assaulted me or whatever, abused me? I know I'm a victim. No, I'm going to say everybody listening right now, you're a victim. And I'm going to prove you're a victim. As I do, I like to peruse the dictionary. Because the dictionary is a fascinating tool to use. 
Because I've lost count the number of times I've looked at a word and looked it up and kind of let myself sit with their definition. And it's like opened my eyes to certain things that I hadn't really realized, right? I mean, I loosely know the definition of a lot of words, but even the words that I think I know, if I go look at the definition, I'm like, oh, I could see how that might apply to this or that. Like, I get a deeper and more profound connection with that word. People talk to me a lot about the word victim because fundamentally, we really struggle to separate the notion of blame and responsibility. So then whenever I talk about someone who's a victim to something, I talk about responsibility and people immediately go to blame, which is a big fucking mistake on their part. And people say, well, why don't you find another word to use other than responsibility so that it doesn't trigger that? And I say, because responsibility is the right word. Okay, it's the correct word to use, to be responsible. A lot of my work is based in existentialism and one of the founding principles of existentialism is you are responsible. Even when I say that little phrase there, you are responsible. People keep hearing that fucking thing like you are to blame. By you declaring your responsibility or your irresponsibility, that is I am not responsible, you are in fact, demonstrating your ability to be responsible or otherwise. <laughs> so you are responsible. But let's kind of take a poke at this thing called being a victim. The definition of a victim, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, not the Oxford Dictionary, which we're typically used, but the vast majority of my audience are Americans. So I'm going to use your fucking dictionary, which has only been going since 1828, by the way. But anyway... The definition of a victim is one that is acted on and usually adversely affected by a force or agent. I'll say that again. The definition of a victim is one that is acted on and usually adversely affected by a force or agent. And then there's other bits there, you know, like one that is injured, destroyed, or sacrificed, one that is subjected to oppression, hardship, or mistreatment, one that is tricked or duped. But here's the deal. You, my friend, were thrown into this world. Heidegger, Martin Heidegger, the German philosopher, he would have said you were thrown into this world. This is, I touched on this and stopped doing that shit, okay, my second book. You were thrown into this world. That is, you had no say and your gender or your geography, that is where you were born, the era that you were born into. In fact, the society that you were born into, the customs, the traditions, the laws, you had no say in any of that. So you are someone who has been affected by a force that you had no say in. Life. You were born into a life that you had no say in, and you have been affected by that in a way that you had no say in either. Therefore, ergo, you are a victim. <laughs> You're a victim. Now, I know many of you here don't relate to yourself like you're any kind of victim, but you have been a victim to something. You're a victim to the way you were raised. 
You're a victim to your teenage years. You're a victim to your adult years. You're a victim to life itself. And I know some of you are like, I'm no victim. And, you know, you're going through your triumphant, victorious little state right now. I want you to understand, being a victim to something doesn't necessarily mean that you are a victim like a way of being, like an emotional expression. There are many things in your life that you have no say in. And you're able to transcend and transform them in a very unique way. What way, Gary? I'm going to fucking tell you what way. You see, when you're born into this life with whatever gender you had, with whatever sexual leanings you had, and parents who maybe had a political or spiritual or religious persuasion into a financial dynamic that you had no say in, into a cultural and societal dynamic that you had no say in, and a whole host of other things that you just accepted as true, most of that shit, you just started playing that game. So you've been playing the game that you had to play because you'd no say in the game itself. You'd no say in the game, but you're like, fuck it. Let's play. So you're currently playing the game of the life that you were thrown into. And, you know, winning here, losing there, winning here, losing there, doing well here, not doing so well there. That's all fine. But I do want you to know that it's possible to be the victim of something and not live like a victim. Like you relate to it in a way that it doesn't undermine you. And part of that is, by the way, that you're not running around looking for who to blame. And some of you do. Some of you blame society for your ills, like there's a thing, right? Society is a collective, by the way. It's not a thing. It's not sitting in a room somewhere like, all right, let's get some shit done today. Society is a collective, and you are a member of that collective. So it is, in one way or another, reflective of you. And you could make yourself like an emotional victim to that. I mean, you are a victim to it and you're a participant in it, which could kind of be a little confusing if you didn't have your head screwed on straight. How do I get my head screwed on straight? By realizing that this is the game that I've been thrown into. I've been thrown into the game of society. I've been thrown into the game. I'm no say, and, and you can opt out of that game, by the way. There's fucking tons of people living in Alaska who have opted out of that game. But even then, they're outliers in the game. So by definition, they're still part of it. So I want you to understand, yeah, it's completely possible to be victim, but have no experience of being a victim. Like you're not deflated by it. And in fact, there's a level of ownership, dare I say it, responsibility for that this is the game. So how does this all equate to those of you that are still carrying the emotional burden or the emotional baggage of something that's happened to you in your life where you were victimized, right? Something specific to you as a person. Like you might have been beaten up, robbed, cheated, right? How does one handle that from the perspective of responsibility as distinct from the perspective 
of blame. So, you know, recently I had somebody talk to me about victim blaming, which is way too fucking woke for me as a statement. I, I'd really want to know what people are doing and not doing. You, you guys know this. I'm not a fan of how we're categorizing shit these days. I'm just not a fan. I, I really, I want to know the as lived. That is, what did they do? What did they not do? You know, I'm really doing all of this because it's the same as stuff like virtue signaling and all this other bullshit that I hear. I'm not attacking those because of what they are. I'm kind of attacking those because they don't deal with the reality. So you end up just in an argument over a fucking category as opposed to getting down in the dirt and dealing with people in their real lives and empowering people in their real lives. Especially not a fan of the unqualified using fucking categories and terms that they just read somewhere and it seems to fit and they've got a basic understanding of that thing. It's one way to disconnect yourself from other people is to term them in a fucking category. But for those of you that do have like this emotional baggage from being victimized and you're starting to recognize you've been living your life as this victim, right? Like, like you look at that time in your life and you've drawn a straight line between that time in your life and this time in your life. And that basically explains how you got yourself here. And that whenever you're pressed and stressed and, you know, burdened, you think of those times or you remind yourself of those times or you explain yourself in terms of those times that happened back then. And, you know, here I am. Well, I'm going to invite you to take on a slightly different perspective. See, one of the reasons why I think we hang on to a lot of the emotional baggage from those times in our lives is we don't want the people who were involved in that situation back then to somehow be left with the idea that that was okay. Like at a very deep level, that's a part of this. Like, you fucked me. And I'm not going to recover because it'll let you think that fucking me was okay. So I'm just going to keep noticing how much fucking screwed over I was. And I'm going to double down on that. And I know people aren't waking up in the morning and consciously saying to themselves, oh yeah, let me get some victimhood on today. But we do end up in those spots. It's like people don't wake up in the morning saying, man, I'm going to get fucking angry at somebody today. Like somebody is going to get my wrath. I know, but we do end up angry. So not everything you're doing in this life is a conscious effort, but that doesn't mean to say you're not fucking doing it. And it doesn't mean to say you can't start owning it because you have no conscious say in doing it. Because you are having a fucking subconscious say in doing it. You are the one getting hooked or triggered. So how do I house all of this for myself? Well, let me get to it. How do I house all of this? How do I... Capture all of this for myself, Gary, this being a victim. You use the exact same methodology that I talked about a little earlier, five fucking minutes ago, is you realize that you might have had no say in that incident, those times in your life. You might have had no experience of having no say, because you might have had a say, right? But you certainly didn't have the experience of having one, like... I'll use a silly example, but if somebody crashes their car into me, I'm like, how the fuck am I to blame? Well, I'm not to blame, but I am responsible. How come I'm responsible? I'm a driver. 
And you could apply the same principles to falling in love with somebody who fucked you over and la, 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 la. Well, you know, you got into a relationship with them, didn't you? Can you be responsible for that you got into a relationship with that person? I never saw that shit coming, Gary. I get that. I know that. I see that. Part of the deal. Or in other words, it's part of the game. It's part of the game of being alive. To fall victim to something. And if you include the emotional baggage or the residue of that time as part of the game, I'm sad that that happened. All right, now sadness is part of the game. I'm resentful and fucking angry, Gary, that that happened. Okay. Anger and resentment is now part of the game. What game? The game of you. The game of your emotional states. And as part of the game, it's either going to pay, play a big part in your game or a little part in your game. And if it's currently playing a big part in your game, how do you make it a little part or a minuscule part of your game? Like, I don't want my life to be about me being a fucking victim. That might be what's on your mind. All right, well, how do you include this in the game and deal with this in such a way that it empowers you and frees you up and allows you to get your attention on what really matters to you. Well, there's lots of things. You might listen to podcasts. I don't know. You might read books. You might go see your priest or your rabbi or imam. You might talk it out with friends. You might write. You might meditate. You might do yoga. You might go to therapy. You might take CBD or, or medications or whatever it is that allows you to play the game. All of those things that I just said there, by the way, are ways for you to be responsible for that emotional hangover from whatever might have happened to you in your past and how to minimize the impact and how to be someone who is unwilling to live life as a victim, which includes, by the way, all the fucking healing and shit you have to do. But if you're going to take those times in your life and notice those negative emotional states and indulge those emotional states and have them play out in your life with zero intervention from you. And you might say, well, I've tried. Well, you got to keep going. You got to find the little thing that unpicks that lock for you. And like all of those things that I talked about, they don't work for everybody. But you don't need them to work for everybody. You just need to find the one or two things that work for you. Go walking, go hiking, go running, go for a swim, read a book. Whatever allows you to put those negative emotional states into perspective for yourself so that they don't run rampant through your life like a fucking Northern California forest fire. It's important that you be responsible. It doesn't mean you say you're to blame. It's when you finally realize that no one's going to fix this for you. That there are resources, that there are things, no matter, and it's not all about finances. I don't know how to meditate, Gary. Go on a fucking YouTube. There's a gazillion YouTube videos how to meditate. You break up the patterns of the life you've ended up with. You be responsible for the degree to which that old bullshit is still playing out in your life without blaming anybody, by the way, including them, whoever them is, or yourself. 
Blame is a waste of fucking time. It's a waste of time. And if you want to get into that whole thing about blame, if you want to go down that pathway, you might end up a lot more on the hook than I think you want to anyway. But being responsible. Like, if you can't be responsible for who you are as a human being, I think you're fucked. The little example that I like to use is, you don't drive your fucking car like you're to blame for it. You drive your car responsibly. Well, think of your brain and your body and your being, your emotional state the same way. You're either going to maneuver that thing responsibly or you're just going to fucking let it do whatever the fuck it does and blame whomever so that you can explain why you're fucking changing lanes all the time or crashing into things or fucking things up or taking other people up. Oh, it's, you know... Shitty things have happened to me. I know that. I get that. And I fucking appreciate that in a way that you can't even begin to imagine. Shitty things have happened to you. I get that. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry shitty things have happened to you. Now get your fucking shit together. Get your fucking shit together. Come on. There's a life out here that wants you that wants you to be your greatest self. And by the way, for some people, being their greatest self today is having a shower and getting changed. Today is eating something healthy. Today is calling somebody up. Today, being their greatest self might be making sure they get to their bed at a decent fucking time. It's not always like, and here I am, I've written three best-selling books and I'm sitting in my big fucking house in Beverly Hills and everybody loves me and I'm being my greatest self. No, it's all subjective. So don't put yourself under that burden that you'll just be another fucking victim. Being your greatest self is sometimes calling up your credit card company and coming clean about the state of your finances, cleaning up some of the mess that you've made, that's right, but let's not go on another fucking blame tirade. You made the mess. I get it. Okay. All right, let's get into cleanup mode. Go fucking clean out your closet. Do the dishes. Clean the car. Why? Those things themselves won't make a difference. But you relieve yourself of the burden of what you've been telling yourself about yourself for having not done those things. You'll relieve yourself of that burden. You'll do it. You'll feel productive. So no matter how dark it is, no matter how low you've gotten yourself on the totem pole right now, your choice is you can be that victim and you can live in that constant churning wheel of resentment and blame and justification. Or you can realize, this is the game I'm in. Whether I fucking like it or not. And I've got to start equipping myself to win this game. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a break. We got a question coming in from the nation. Which, as usual, I really feel as if I picked some good questions. But if you want to be featured on a future episode, or there's a subject matter that you would like me to touch upon, you can call the hotline or you can text freaking hotline, which is pretty cool. 646-450-3203.
You can send me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com or you can jump on to the website, unfucknation.com where uh, you can fill out the little form with, again, problem you're facing, the thing you want to overcome, or maybe a subject you want me to touch upon in future episodes. All right, you guys, be back in a minute. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second half of the show. I've got two things for you from this part of the show. So the first thing is I'm working on the new T-shirts that you'll find at the Unfuck Store and some other products, unfuckstore.com. So check that out. They're not out yet, right? But some of the shirts that are up there right now, they're going to be coming out of production. So this might be your last shot to get one of those ones. And they're the originals, by the way. The ones that are up right now are all the originals. And then secondly, if you haven't bought your copy of the new audiobook, available only in audiobook locations, right? So online, basically. So you can get them on iTunes. You can get this audiobook. I think it's on Spotify. Everywhere you can get audiobooks. Audible. The book is called Sanity, okay? And really, it's about dealing with this time in society when we're faced with pandemic and upheaval. And by the way, I do, I do get into this whole notion of conspiracy theories and why they're so cancerous to our, to our happiness and our joy. There's nothing wrong with a good old-fashioned conspiracy theory, but like most things, when it becomes a way of life, it can really start to eat away at the quality of your life, okay? And I like a good old-fashioned conspiracy theory as much as the next person, I should say that. All right, but I don't dwell on it. All right, so the first thing that I wanted to touch on in this part of the show, I said a couple of weeks ago that I was going to feature some people who are being triumphant, not like being victorious, okay? So this message came in from somebody who, there's a triumph in it, but I think there's a lesson in it for all of us, which is why I wanted to give it to you. So this member of the nation said, hey, Gary, my name is Brittany. I didn't call in for a question, more of just saying thank you. I recently lost my husband four months ago to suicide. And he left me behind with two daughters. I still have to wake up every morning and still live. I just want to say thank you because your books have given me a new insight on life and I'm doing the work and I've read every book and I'm making it and I'm doing it. I just so wish my husband would have read your books before he ended up taking his life because he was in his head a lot. And I think it would have saved him. But here I am. Thank you. For you, listening to this out here, listening to what Brittany shared with us, life is now. 
Many of you are waiting, waiting to make a difference, waiting to take a risk, playing it safe, not ringing the fucking bell. Brittany could be any one of us. And I'm not saying, by the way, what I do in my books would have made any difference for Brittany's husband. I'm not saying that. And people are in a suicidal state, it's, it's a dark place. But I will say this. When you look at some of your struggles in life and you see what other people are wrestling with, let it put yours into perspective. It doesn't diminish yours, it puts them in perspective. And if you are holding back on taking that risk and reaching out to somebody or apologizing for something or setting yourself out there on a new course, this is your fucking time. This is your time. And, you know, Brittany, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by who you are. And I'm inspired by what you're up to. And as tragic as this thing is, if anybody has an excuse to become a victim to something, it would be somebody like you. And yet you're not. You're taking your life on. And I say kudos to you. Well fucking done. And you've just inspired a whole bunch of people on here too. All right. Time for the question from the nation. This is a quick question, but it opens up a complete fucking can of worms. Okay. So this person says, hi, Gary. My name is Ian. Someone that I love and care about very much does not feel safe around me at the present time. What do I do? Well, and by the way, that is his question. That's it. The first thing I would do if I were you is I'd start to deal with why people don't feel, so, this person doesn't feel safe around you, okay? Like, who are you and what is the impact you've had on this person? That is the thing that I would get to work on. I would turn around and say, okay, what the fuck is going on with me here? Can't go around in life and have people being like rattled by me. And obviously there are two sides to this, right? Like, I know there are some of you out there saying, well, what about her? What if she just wants her safe space or something? Well, what if she does want her fucking safe space? So what? So what? And anyway, she's not calling into the show. He is. So I'm always going to coach the person that I'm fucking talking to from their perspective. At the very least, it's a fucking worthwhile exercise for you to begin to investigate the way you land for other people. But if this is an issue where you've behaved in a way where that person experienced like a real threat, then yeah, you got a lot of work to do. Here's what your work is not. Your work is not and should never be trying to convince that person that you are safe. That is not your work. That's not where your attention needs to be. Your attention needs to be on who am I? And how come this person has had this reaction to me? I suspect you already know why that person feels that way about you. The work is, what's your explanation of that in terms of like, when did you start behaving this way? What's really going on with you? Do you experience some kind of threat? Which I'm going to read between the lines here because sometimes the lines tell you a lot. And what you've left out says a lot too. I suspect there's some kind of perceived threat that you have about this person that they're going to say or do something 
that is in some way a threat to you. They might not want to be around you. They might want to go take their life in a different direction. Blah, 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 blah. That's the threat to you. So like everything, you know, you got to do the work on yourself. You got to do the work on understanding the way you are for people, the way you land for people. It's, it's always healthy to understand those things. I know there's many people out there, for instance, in this world, who I land for them as too much, too pushy, too this, too that. I get that. And I know that. I'm not going to adjust that in any way. Right? I'm not going to adjust that. And the reason I'm not going to adjust it is because in this case, I think there's something really powerful for them to understand about themselves. But I fully get that, that I could land that way for people and that I do land that way for people and that's okay. So Ian, you got to get to work on yourself for yourself, to understand yourself, to transform, to change, to move your life in a new direction. And in no way should this be an undertaking that you're doing or you're now taking on to prove something to them. If that person has any interest in being around you, they'll make it known to you. You do not go seek that. I'll say it again. You do not go seek that. And if you do go seek that, you'll be feeding the beast of that person's experience. That person's experience is real for them. It's valid for them. It's appropriate for them. You'll just feed into that. So if that person wants to be around you, you might take some time out for yourself here. Start to realize there's been an impact to who you've been being. Acknowledge yourself. Acknowledge that you have that kind of impact. Sometimes it's great to ask people in your life who really love you to be honest with you and say, you know, do you experience me that way? Or have you ever experienced me that way? Have you ever seen me in that light? People will tell you if you give them a space. But do some work on yourself for yourself. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a fucking wonderful week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It's critical that you rate, review, and subscribe. It's critical to the success of the show. It's critical to, you know, recognizing our demographic and where we're going and our growth and all that good stuff. So, you know, if you've provided something here that's benefited you, has made a difference for you, then my request is you do something that benefits and makes a difference for the show, okay? Write, review, subscribe. All right, that's it from The Nation this week, you guys. Have a great one. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.